Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cowboy S word, cowboy S word, cowboy S word. Yay! Yay! Although we all know it should have been Kenny Retainer no. and Hangman Page winning it in next year's All Out. No. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Luke Owen, D A D. Welcome to the AEW Full Gear 2021 Review Podcast, a show that finished but 40 minutes ago. Oh, look at this content that we are creating. It's too much content too fast. We have done live reactions. We have changed a thumbnail to said live reactions for them sweet, sweet post-show clicks. You've done a reaction video on the main Talk channel, and now let's talk about the show some more, shall we? <laughs> Or beer. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because why don't you go to beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk? I did a wonderful rendition of uh, Judas. Yes. With uh, replacing everything with beer52 and talking about beer52. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. I'm just going to keep this graphic up on screen for a little bit longer while Ollie moves around the lights that he was dicking around with earlier. Click the link oh, in the it's so much brighter now. <laughs> Click the link in the video description down below or the link that the moderators are spamming to you right this second. You Full beer. Only. Full beer. Full beer 2021. Right. So we'll start with the ending and that is the main event of Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. As you've probably gathered by the thumbnail, Hangman Page beat Kenny Omega to win the AEW World Title. In in one of the AEW are so good at this in that they create, they are so good at finishes. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've been indoctrinated for for ten years. Where oh yeah, the wrestling's good. I enjoy the wrestling. I enjoy the build. But ultimately, I'm going to be a bit let down by the finishes. Okay. So it is so. Lovely and rewarding to follow a company where they put so much time and effort and thought and care and detail into the endings of their matches. Where it's not just like, oh, that's a cool finish athletically. That is a cool finish emotionally. I'll just very quickly recap what happened at the end. 
Hangman Page hits the one-winged angel. The young bucks... Just, just to clarify on that, if you haven't seen the show, Hangman Page hit the one-winged angel. Kenny never hit the one-winged angel. Okay. The move remains protected. It certainly does. The young bucks walk down, and they're there while Hangman's on the apron. I feel like Hangman Page has designed his own character and finisher to always be on the edge. Oh, you know, like, yeah. it's like the, on the apron, hanging like that, it's like he's so vulnerable to interference. And you were just... Because the Young Bucks were down there. And this stemmed from the promo segments that... Or the backstage segment that Hangman had with the Young Bucks on Friday's Rampage. Yesterday's Rampage. Where mm. he said, I'm sorry. I did some things and it ruined our friendship. I cost you a shot at the tag team titles. You cost me my shot at the world title. Let's call it even. I am sorry. But if you get involved in my match, if you lay a finger on me, I will ruin you. So when the Bucks came down for this match, there was almost a sense of like conflicted side of the Bucks because Kenny's in the ring. Kenny is, you know, on the ropes at this point in time. Hangman is winning this match. All the callous interference has backfired and it mm. is not working. And the Young Bucks stand there in position to interfere and they don't it's like nick jackson has the opportunity to do it and he doesn't and so hangman hits the buckshot lariat to the back of kenny omega's head he leaps back around to get into position for another buckshot lariat matt jackson has moved round into the perfect position to interfere and stop him and matt jackson looks at him brilliant camera work this and he nods. This is your time. It's your time. Like, you have conquered your demons. The demons that we kicked you out of the group because of. And now is the time. It creates an amazing amount of questions mm. of what next, for, where, like, the elite goes yeah. from here. Like, what has Kenny got to say about the Young Bucks effectively helping Hangman win? But the 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 moment was just so so beautiful and so rewarding mm. for, for us as fans of this promotion. Yeah, and of course, it was that moment that Paige launched himself into the ring, buckshot lariat, one, two, three, new champion. And you'd think, oh, do the Bucks then get in and celebrate with him? No. That would have probably been a bit too much overkill. I think that would have... That's not as, as subtle as it needed to be. Uh, it's the Dark Order who come out. Oh, yeah. The Dark Order, they come down... They offer Hangman Page a beer, but Hangman's like, no, give me hugs. Give me hugs. And they all hugged, and they lifted him onto the shoulders, and that's how the show went off air. Just nicely. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of what next for the elite, the super click, we also, earlier in the night, had the super click losing to Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. Bad, bad night for the elite. Yeah, they lost their title uh, in the main event. They lost in the, the six-man tag. Lost the tag titles last <clears throat> month at the last pay-per-view. Yeah, so is Adam Cole, who's been flirting with Bobby Fish a lot, is he going to leave the Bucks? The Bucks and Kenny surely aren't going to stay together after this. Well, that was my thinking is like, you know, what is next for Omega? Mm. Are we going to pull the trigger on the Cole feud now? Particularly if, you know, if rumors are to be, I'm not even going to say rumors are to be believed. 
the reports are that Kyle O'Reilly's contract is coming up in December. Do you want to do the Kenny Cole feud now? Because Kyle's going to be coming in in the new year and you can do some stuff around Undisputed Era uh, and um, the elite mm-hmm. matches like that. So I think, like, yeah, I think Kenny's probably not going to be in the title picture for like the foreseeable. Particularly because you know, Danielson is the next match. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess what you could are you saying like the Bucks are caught in the middle between Cole and Kenny. Well, yeah, I think and that's ultimately where they, are, yeah. they side with Kenny because Cole has brought in the Undisputed Era. It's a, it's certainly a possibility. <clears throat> but like I, you know, from from Kenny's position, like <clears throat> surely he's going to be mad as all get out mm. at the bucks in all of this um yeah so for page what's next for him it's it's brian danielson because in the final of the world title eliminator tournament danielson beat miro yeah he did in and this is a look what did you prefer hangman page versus omega or danielson versus miro um, so I preferred the Hangman uh, Omega main mm. events because I've got to be honest, and it sounds like I'm sounds like I'm being critical. Yeah, which you are. When I was like sort of going through the matches on the breaking news video I just did, I was like, oh my god! Like for me, MJF versus Darby Allen match of the night. That was the opener. Then it's Eddie Kingston CM Punk. Yep. Then like oh, probably the Super Click versus. Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. The Jungle Lads. Yeah, I had a really fun time there, and I was on the edge of my seat at the end. And then I'm like, then it's Daniel Samiro. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, like, by the end, I really, really got into it. And and then I was like, well, I guess then it's Paige Omega. And that's not to say Paige Omega is bad in any way. Like, it's, it's still an excellent match with, with an... A brilliant finish. A very emotionally rewarding finish. But it's middle of the card in terms of what I actually enjoy. So I talked with Tempest about this on the Friday show. And I said that... Because like Tempest was saying that he wants this to be the best match ever. Mm. And I went into this thinking it's probably not going to be the best match ever. Like this is not going to be a Card or Omega 4. But it has the potential to be... Cena Punk Money in the Bank 2011 and by that I mean a match that because like let's let's not forget uh, Money in the Bank 2011 isn't a great match like it's 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 there's a lot of sloppy spots in in all of that it is not the smoothest match that people make it out to be but what people remember are the crowd the star power and that finish and that's what I was I was saying to Tempest like I think that's what we're going to get with Hangman Omega which is that, like, yeah, the ma- and, and this was a better match than Money in the Bank 2011. But for me, it was massively elevated by the fact that it was two guys I'm so into at the moment, a storyline I'm so into at the moment, a crowd that was so into every single thing that these guys did and the finish that I really, really wanted to see. So while I agree with you, if I was to just do it on paper and just say, like, what was the match that, you know, is the best in ring stuff. I'd probably go like, oh man, Kingston Punk, or I would go. M- but that, but that wasn't the best in ring stuff. That was what. But I was I, far I, more emotionally oh, moved I, no, by I, Kingston Punk than I was the main event. Oh no, but I, that's what. Like, yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. so I would say that I was more um, like in ring stuff. I thought that the story told within Kingston Punk 
was probably better than some of the stuff they were doing in the main event. MJF Darby Allen, I think, is was a better wrestling mm. match than the, than the main event was. But I am going to say that that main event was my favorite match of the night because it had all of those elements kind of coming together for it. Do you prefer this match to Page Omega 1 at last year's Full Gear? 100%, yeah. Because that match, we even said at the time, like that was the four-star match that it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Which was it was you know it was just a really good wrestling match. It's not the blow off to this storyline. It's just the next step in this storyline. And I think this is another four star match, elevated by everything else around it. Hmm. Yeah, I really. I mean, yeah, it's it's awkward to be in the position where I really really enjoyed something. Yeah. Uh, but you actually you thought it's rubbish, and uh, anyone but I like thought it was a big big pile of poo. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of we used to do a movie podcast back in the day. And it was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. And Rise of the Planet of the Apes came out. And I... Was it Rise or was it... Wasn't it Kong Skull Island? Kong Skull Island. That was exactly what it was. I got my monkey movie wrong. It was Kong Skull Island. Ollie and I went to go to the, the premiere of Kong Skull Island. And we were doing our podcast review of it. And I was like, it's my favorite film of the year. It's a five-star movie. I loved everything about it. And I'd rattle it off. And you really liked the movie. And for you, it was like a four-and-a-half-star movie. But the problem is because I was so overhyped with it with the five stars, it made you sound like you hated the film. <laughs> it's it's uh it's an interesting place to be in because we haven't done a podcast like this before, and that we've the match finished fifty two minutes ago. Mm -hmm. We are really just going with you know usually we go home, we sleep, we we read a few other reviews, get some thoughts, think about it, talk about it, and then we come and do the podcast. Let our own thoughts like fester and bubble. Mm. So these are like this is like complete immediate thing so i do i'm very aware that this could also be i had two i had like a sort of because this is a culmination of a two-year story arguably longer and with that brings a picture an expectation you create in your head and it's too big it's like no, no, on first watch it's not going to satisfy that mm -hmm. um but then you know i think other matches still move me more Should we see what the, the Ultra Chats have to say? Hmm. I think they're going to be very positive. Finn the Assassin. Yes! Hangman! I was legit crying. Love this. Love Hangman. Love AEW. Love wrestling. And thanks to you guys for doing this and making this show a 6 out of 5 for me. Here is some of my hard-earned German engineer money. Cowboy S-word. Thank you very much. Myron Speed, off to play some board games, but we'll look forward to the re review when I get home. Loved watching along with you, lads. Hangman declining the beer in favour of embracing the Dark Order broke me. Love this story and love AEW. Omega Page 3 when? And that's the other side of this, isn't it? It's like, yeah, Page has won the title here, but is that the end mm. of the Page Omega saga? They've got to come together. Got to come together again. You know, Akada Omega had... You know, uh, that you know, there was a four-match run. You know, the greatest feud of all time, really. Uh, you know, arguably, it's only the last in ten ring, years yeah. in ring. And there was—I I mentioned this on the Friday show as well when we were talking about the possibility of Omega Danielson too. I, I wrote an article about um, uh, Kenny Omega for the Rust Talk magazine, kind of like chronicling his run from New Japan through to AEW. And you know, they did like uh, they did a Kada Omega one at Wrestle Kingdom. And then did the second match at um, uh, the, the G1. G no, no, that was the third one. 
Oh yeah. Oh, at Dominion. At Dominion, that was a sixty-minute draw. There's a sixty-minute draw at Dominion. Kenny Omega thought after Ricardo had announced him as the next contender at Dontaku, it's too soon to do the rematch. Mm. He wanted to wait much longer to do the rematch. He wanted people to like really like want and and you know really be desperate for it again. Mm. But he's like, but I understand it from a business perspective that you've got to put butts in seats and putting the us two in the ring for another time, like for a second time, is going to sell tickets. But so I wonder now if Omega, now that he's probably got a bit more control over what's going on in AEW in terms of him, he's like, yeah, no, let's do this again. But I don't want to do this for another 18 months. Like, I, I think we hold off on doing Page Omega 3. Do you think Thunder Rosa's got the same <laughs> deal? So well, no, I haven't seen Rosa Baker again? Either that or it's uh, Omega's in Tony Khan's ear being like, no, 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 don't give the fans what they want just yet. Just do it a little Tease bit later. Them. Tease them. Uh, Ex Nelio totally didn't cry at Hangman's horse entrance. Shut up! <laughs> that was a great entrance, though. We both—it was Hangman riding down the streets of Minnesota on a horse, and clips of his career were playing on billboards. Then, yeah. And both of us were like, we just got this shiver go up our arms. Uh, also, my girlfriend brought up an interesting point while watching who while watching who is Michael Nakazawa talking to all the time on his headset when the Bucks make their entrance. All the gang is already there. Or oh, the production. The production <clears throat> team. Yeah. The bad one, Jam Beard. That main event of Hangman Beaten Omega has got to be one of my personal favorite endings to a pay-per-view and top 10 favorite matches. Also, CM Cena, the doctor of Punkonomics. Oh, Punkonomics. Is so, uh, big love there from Jam Beard. Nick Corvello, hi guys, what an amazing and epic pay-per-view. I wish I could have watched along with you, but I was watching the pay-per-view at a movie theatre for the first time and it wasn't empty. Got to meet some AEW fans and watch Boo and cheer along. So glad for the experience. Nick, so I'd be very curious on this. You don't have to ultra-track this in, but get in touch with our mods uh, and they can sort of pass on the message. Did the theatre crowd boo Cody? (laughs) Everyone boos Cody. (laughs) Scott Martin's been a member for three months. Uh, great pay-per-view, he simply says. Dustin Sells, the finish of that title match. The Bucks not only refraining from getting involved, but respecting Hangman's progress, progress followed by a juicy buck shot. Amazing. Hangman tossing away the beer, saying goodbye to his addiction and embracing his friends. I cried. That guy, Kerry. A fantastic show all around. The opening match and main event were amazing. Do they do a triple threat next with Brian, Adam, and Omega? No, I, I don't think so. No, it's not like another company where the champion has to get a an immediate rematch. <coughs> oh, it's almost like you need some water. It's almost like six hours of talking. Yeah, as I'll, it's told. I'll, I'll finish this. Uh, most importantly, Luke, save Rust Talk, bring home the title, and end that Dork Pete's title <laughs> reign. Let's go, D A D. And shout out to new member Jordan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did win the predictions. Uh, full four, uh, four full gear, six three. You smashed it. Oh, one in the end. So delighted by that, which means I am the new number one contender to the Jam That Championship, and I'll be facing off against Chopper Pete Quinnell at Survivor Series in seven days' time because we've got to do this all over again. All over again, baby. All over again in a week's time. And for that stream. If you sign up to Beer 52 now, you could get 10 free craft beers. You just have to pay for the postage and packaging, UK viewers only, for Survivor Series this Sunday. So, 
next Sunday. Exactly. Yes. It's today. Today is also Sunday. So today is very next much week. Sunday for us. It is currently six a.m. Mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. Um, although we won't be here at six a.m. next Sunday morning. We no, won't. we'll be here on Monday morning. At Monday That's morning at six a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Right, so the actual show itself on the under, not undercard, on the pre-show, the buy-in, uh, we had Dante Martin come out to talk about the Team Taz offer, and the acclaimed came out and they said, well, we want you to join us. And Dante Martin beat them up. And it was weird, because they also had Team Taz in the WCW wrestlers position from WrestleMania X7. <laughs> And they cut to them again during the main show. Mm. But there was never any follow-up to that. It was just Team Taz like holding some papers, being like, gonna sign some guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuck, yuck, yuck. It's just hook hook equals numbers. Oh yeah, well absolutely it probably raised the buy rate number. But yeah, this was, you know, it was fun stuff and it's they're putting a lot of stock into Dante Martin at the yeah. moment. Rightfully so. Although he needs a new facial expression. He does have constant cry face. Um, I remembered who I was uh, thinking who also had constant cry face. Liv Tyler. Does she have constant cry face? I think okay, so. I, I think she always looks like she's on the verge of crying. Liv Tyler, let's have a look. Well, not there. <laughs> not when she's smiling. Like, we're talking resting face. Like that resting face. 
That one? No, she's, she's smiling now. That one? No. These are a lot of resting faces. Mm. Just type Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, that's... She looks like she's going to cry there. Well, that's because this is an article called The Saddest Faces of Liv Tyler, who is always sad. Point proved. So, Sheeda <laughs> and Rosa, Thunder Rosa, took on Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter, also on the buy-in. Uh, this was a pretty fun match, actually, by the end. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of Sheeda getting worked over, but Thunder Rosa is just like this fireball of energy. She gets a hot tag. It goes crazy. Dives outside on Jamie Hayter. Rather than catch her, Jamie Hayter just hovered in midair and got slapped down perfectly by Rosa. Yeah, it was so, so good. Uh, Serena Deeb's also on the outside because she does in the match. Uh, that got a, She didn't interfere, but she was sort of distracted her. And Sheeda ended up getting the pin, which was a surprise to me, over Nyla Rose, who is always protected. Well, I think more crucially, you've got to look to, you know, their TBS tournament match that they've got this coming Wednesday mm. on Dynamite. Mm. You know, Sheeda has now pinned Nyla Rose. Are you going to have Sheeda pin her twice in a matter, you know, in less than a week? Or are we going to have Nyla Rose go forward now with like some deep interference? And if that's the case... Why didn't you do that before Full Gear so you could do Deeb versus Sheeda on the pay-per-view? You cannot, you cannot convince me otherwise that you couldn't do that match before Full Gear so you could have done that match as a pay-per-view. And you had to do this match here and you had to do the Sheeda-Rose match on this Wednesday's Dynamite. There's literally no good reason for that. Speaking of no good reason... Orange Cassidy. I disagree with you on this. Has announced, uh, so that they tease here, he teases one of his dogs is going to join him uh, in the tag match. I think it's the Blade and Matt Hardy, or maybe Butcher and Blade on Dynamite on Wednesday uh, to join him in the tag match there. Later it was revealed, yes, as we all suspected going on that tease, it's Tomohiro Ishii. It's a stone pit bull. It's going to be joining him as a tag partner. So, yeah, because Orange Cassidy said, I'm going to get one of my dogs. And I said to you, oh, like a stone pit bull. And you said, there's no way it's going to be Tomohiro Ishii. Tag like, that's not going to be his AEW debut tagging with Orange Cassidy. And I was like, well, it is. I said, unless, of course, it's all the big ruse and it's just Toriano. Mm. Because Toriano and Orange Cassidy, that is a comedy tag team I can get behind. I don't understand chaos. <laughs> is is the idea behind? Is it is the clue in the name? Is it just like ah, we do it? We're just doing yeah. nonsense. Well, I, let I, do you know what? I just want this feud to end. I want yes. our Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy to just stop feuding. Matt Hardy will never stop feuding with him. It'll never be over. Has to be though. I thought I genuinely thought it was going to be over this coming Friday, yeah. and it's just current. It's just continuing. So the main card now opened with MJF and Darby Allen, um, match in a night. Yeah, just extraordinary stuff. It, I, I said it on the show. The idea, you know, telling telling a story in a wrestling match is such a weird thing because it's non-verbal by like mostly. You're just telling it through a simulated fight. 
this is like one of the most coherent stories I've ever seen in a wrestling match. And it is. MJF's the bully. He's trying to get a rise out of Darby Allen. And Darby's like, no, I'm not going to stoop to your level. I'm going to rise above and wrestle you. And it's just about Darby wrestling, even though wrestling isn't really his thing. It's hardcore stuff. And MJF constantly trying to make him get DQ'd, really. This, um, yeah, this match had a lot of like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. But, you know, there were lots of, there was like Eddie Ray from Halloween Havoc. Like, you know, where they were doing sort of like the, you know, the double down where you're on the backs and you do these shoulders up, the shoulders up, the neck bridges and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, then doing Lucha Libre style, I will hold on to you. We'll do the acrobatic stuff, Mm. which you never see out of an MJF match. And you you sort of sometimes see out of Darby Allen, but it's very much not an MJF thing. Also, then you had some Steamboat Savage stuff. You Mm. had some Flair Sting stuff. So it felt like there was all of these different kind of generations and styles of wrestling coming together in this one match. And it was it was magic. And like I said this to you on the um, on the review, uh, the live reactions, no one went into this show thinking this would be match of the night, aside from MJF and Darby Allen, who like made it their mission. And I wonder if Tony Khan as well, to be like, you know, telling the rest of the were like, these are our two future stars. We're giving them the opening match. Let's have that be the match of the night. Well, I think I think most people try and go have the match of the night. I think Omega and Page definitely tried to have match on night, but for me, it's MJF Derby. So at at the start, in the ring introductions, MJF punched Justin Roberts in the chest and got him to redo it. And he said, introduced MJF as the man who will beat Derby Allen with a headlock takeover, back referencing that promo that he had the other week. And that was the finish. You called this finish. Yeah, we. I thought we both called it, right? Well, no, I, I didn't. I thought, because I had Derby to win this, I thought Derby would win with the headlock takeover to be like the, and I got you. Like, you you were going to do it to me. I actually beat you with the wrestling card. And then you said, oh, it's all about the dynamite diamond ring. You hit them with that. Then you do the headlock takeover. And that is a brilliant dick spot to do as a heel and it was a wonderful finish to this match yeah in a match about i can out wrestle you and then you cheat and do a wrestling move as like the little icing on top what do you call it like a little yeah the cherry on top cherry on top the the cherry on the fu cake (laughs) it was so good like i i adored this match Mm. it was amazing and it really set a bar that this pay-per-view was never going to yes. like get over. Uh, but I mean, in other, in other pay-per-views, I, the All Out, what was the opener there? Was that was, Kingston, that, that was Kingston Miro. Yeah, like I thought that set an incredible bar and each match went on top. Uh, but yeah, you, you've already mentioned the, the two incredible near-full sequences of just pin, 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 pin. Um, the coffin drop onto the apron. Oh, a powerbomb backbreaker. That code red that was flipped around to the high angle powerbomb. Yeah, the, the scorpion deathlock and then the figure four from Derby. Uh, a tombstone pile driver on the ring apron. Yep. This M- was incredible. MJF selling of his knee. Mm-hmm. So early on in the match, like Derby caught him in the knee on like with a chop block. And then MJF did 
an amazing job of selling that knee every single time. There was a moment when he just sort of like stepped into the ring and loudly yelled OS mm. because he'd like he sort of tweaked his knee again. And doing that tombstone, yeah, it really hurt Derby, but it also really hurt MJF because he's landing on his yeah. knee. His selling of it was absolutely he had he was that screaming yeah he was screaming yeah. he had that moment on dynamite when he said because i'm a good talker people don't think i'm a good wrestler because that's the way it works i'm actually both yeah yeah and he is and he is uh the the actual finish mjf got the skateboard and gave it to darby like go on hit me get disqualified and darby went to do it and he was like no put it out the ring referee's back was turned that's when the diamond ring was used Headlock takeover for the win. God damn it, Loved MJF. It. Yep. Impeccable. After that, we had the tag title match. Lucha Bros taking on FTR. Lucha Bros got a weird entrance. It wasn't as cool as their one at All Out. It was this sort of like millet, like this sort of like apocalypse thing. There was a bunch of guys in sort of military hats and sort of camo gear mm -hmm. between two Mexican flags. And they're all like standing there. And they acted worried, looking around. Mm -hmm. Then some pyro went off and visualizations of what appeared to be an airstrike. They all tried to hide and knocked over the Mexican. One of one, <laughs> one of, them of them knocked, knocked over, over the... a Mexican yeah, yeah. Plan, which I don't think was planned. I don't think so either. And then out came the Lucha Bros. So with the Lucha Bros, that airstrike because they're flippy. <laughs> I guess. They're just cool, really, aren't they? I yeah. suppose you know what, what's up. What else is cool? Apocalypses are cool. Zero death. <laughs> uh, the Lucha Bros were fantastic. They were just flipping all over the place. Uh, FTR did their usual bag of heel tricks, a bit of cash interference, Tully distracting. Uh, used the title at one point for a really good near fall. Uh, there was a fantastic spot because this was in Minnesota. Is it sixteen years? Sixteen years. Uh, to the day of Eddie Guerrero's death in Minnesota. And Dax does the Three Amigos spot on oh. Penta. A heel spot, doing the Eddie shoulder roll and everything. As a heel. Nuclear heat. And Penta stops on the third suplex and does it his own. And then Phoenix hits the frog splash. Brilliant. Yeah. No, not, not the only Eddie... A, a, a lot of Eddie tributes uh, on the show. I mean, I think there was actually one in the opening match, like, and the one on the buy-in as well. I'm surprised Sasha Banks didn't. Tell <laughs> she loves an Eddie Guerrero reference. Uh, but yes, the the finish. Unfortunately, this was a really really fun match, yeah. genuinely. But then the finish was like, uh huh. So the finish of this match was, if I remember this correctly, mm. Dax is the legal man, but they both go under the ring. And they both come out wearing the... Uh, Superana. Superana masks. And Cash gets into the ring. And the commentators are putting over the fact that he's not the legal man. But he's trying to get the pin as the non-legal man. And he rolls up uh, either Phoenix or Penta. And he puts his feet on the ropes. But the referee sees him and he stops him. And in the end, the Lucha Bros pin Cash Wheeler. So FTR's plan didn't work. It gives them an out because by the tag rules, they didn't pin the legal man. Like from an FTR standpoint, mm -hmm. I mean, like they still lost the match. Like, But I don't fully know what their plan was. Yeah, because like Dax 
wasn't taken out or anything. He was just there. Like all of a sudden, like he takes, he was just on the outside, and he takes his mask off to be like, "Oh no, what happened?" <laughs> but he was there for like a good, good minute. Yeah, not not getting involved. It 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 would have worked. Like it's a finish that would have worked had they won. Mm. Yeah, but they didn't. That the illegal man got the pin. Yeah. Way. Also, Excalibur quite clearly pointed out. Oh yeah, that's. That's Cash Wheeler. You can tell by his tattoos. And the hair pouring out the back of the mask. Yeah. So it's like, oh, referee, you're an idiot. Yeah. I t- completely took me out of it, unfortunately. It, it did ruin the... M- yeah, I guess it did, didn't it? It did, it, did this, ruin the match. This did for me, yeah, like because I, I was really into this match, and I was really excited for it as well. But it, unfortunately, I don't think this finish was that good. Brian Danielson versus Miro was a, a big change of pace, I felt, where... It was both slow in that it built pace, uh, you know, and the crowd sort of calmed down for it and just lent in and, and watched the wrestling. But it was also really, really stiff. Mm-hmm. Stiff to the extent where Brian Danielson had a black eye in the first minute. Sorry, I've just had an update from Pete Quinnell. Look who is also top of Wrestle League. Oh, yeah, but I'm not. So. I am now top of Wrestle League with 44 points beating Pete, whereas Ollie is joint last with, with, Laurie. with Laurie and Abby. Oh, it's close, though. Which means I could be, I could win Wrestle League, and I'd be the Jam That Champion, and I would have the Jam in the Jar, which means I'd get to name my next contender for the Rumble. You need to get Quizzlemania trophy oh, back. I get the Quizzlemania. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you, though. No, just that Brian got a black eye. He did, yeah, like right at the start of this match. You even said, like, is that from a previous match or something? <laughs> and I was like, no, I think that's from that's right now. Yeah, so Miro, of course, needed to beat Brian. Otherwise, he can't have sex. And I know championships are important. I know God's acceptance is important. But I think this... this this is a new kind of motivation. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really try and win this match. Yeah, I mean, well, it needs God's approval yeah. as well. Like, he's not even getting that. And it was, it's the first, it's the first really different Danielson match we've mm. had in AEW as well. Like, it's the first one he's had against a really different style of opponents who was just battering him from pillar to post. But then Danielson had this like, like Danielson's comeback was, it's a really vicious comeback. You know, it's grabbing you by the wrist and stomping you in the face. It's like these really stiff ass kicks. And the finish of this match, which was, you know, is Miro's got a bad neck. He's got an ouchy neck. It was a whole thing around mm. the Kingston match as well. And the Sammy Guevara uh, title win. But he hit this top rope or middle rope DDT and the referee declared it as a knockout. Like immediately, there wasn't like a... Yeah, I think Brian went in to he get went, the choke, but, but I think already like, called it. He'd already like he looked at him and was like, I mean, he's already out. Mm. Which I love. I think there should be more KO finishes. The most exciting thing in boxing or UFC is a KO finish. Yet in wrestling, we're all conditioned to one, two, three. Yeah, or a tap out spot. Yeah, like, like I yeah, or or a count out. Yeah. Or a DQ. DQ. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like yeah. a KO finish, and I'm. I hope this is the first of more because you've got to educate the audience, and that these finishes can happen at any time. Yeah, well, they were doing it with the Anthony Agogo stuff, wasn't they? And then yes. Cody beat him. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I really enjoyed this match by the end, particularly when Miro started 
no selling Brian's oh, kicks. No. And Mero would just stand there, this huge, broad trunk of a man. And he'd be like, go on, kick me in the side. And Brian would kick him, kick him, kick him. And Miro would be like, not hurting me, and give him one kick. Yeah. And it would knock Danielson down. But Miro had this real subtlety to it as well. Mm. Because like he would do this thing where you like stand there and be like, kick me. And then Danielson would kick him. And then he'd just boff, knock him down. Now do it again. On the third time of doing this, Danielson kicked him. And there's this flinch from Miro. Yeah. This slight change of facial expression where he was like, Oh, I might have I might have done this one too many times now because that's I'm starting to piss this mm -hmm. kid off and like you can almost argue that was the end of Miro's match mm -hmm. like he'd he'd lost the match himself by thinking he could he got cocky he got cocky I can outlast these kicks actually I don't think I can and it, yeah amazing amazing work from both men he got arrogant quite a few times he was doing the yes chance oh, yeah no chance so yeah but that's the story of his character he He's quite an arrogant man. He thinks he's got God on his side and he gets cocky about it. The match after that was the... Well, actually, what does Miro do now? Because he's not in the TNT title picture now. I... Oh, man. Who is going to be a really good feud for, for Miro? Because a lot of the guys you kind of like to see him do stuff with are stuck on Cody Island. Hmm. So he kind of like... I don't Join Cody Island? Oh, God, no, no. I mean, Cody does need more heels to beat up, so... He's a foreigner. <laughs> yes, that's what I'll get oh me over. God. Cody's like, yeah, because Rusev was a Cena person to beat. Yeah. He can be built up. I'm Cody. I, I beat beat them for, for America. Yeah. Get him a tank. Bring in CJ Perry. She can do a, um, uh, a thingy, a Russian mm -hmm. accent again. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be very interested to see what the chat has to say about like what's next for Miro. Because mm. off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. I can't either, no. Uh, after that match, we got the super click of Adam Cole and the Young Bucks taking on Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. The Jungle Lads. The Jungle Lads. This was loads of fun. Too many spots to go through. Just like brawls in the ring. It was a, No one was tagging in and out. It was just street fight, street fight from the get-go. Brawls in the ring, brawls up through the stands. Christian did a dive off a balcony, and the, the sort of final sequence was all on the top of the stage where there was choke slams off the stage, flips off the stage. Student star presses off the stage. Oh my God, by, from Luchasaurus. By, by Luchasaurus, yeah. no less. A Panama sunrise off the stage because mm -hmm. Adam Cole's. I, I think it still is the worst Canadian destroyer in the in the world. Because like, but it's got a hop in it. The hop does nothing. <laughs> the hop gives you the talk. Like he's like, I've done it off a stage. You didn't really do it off like the structure. You were still on the stage. Look, look, look. If I'm gonna hit you, look, look at the extra <laughs> momentum. The the step game. The hop is so silly. It's so redundant to the to the Canadian destroyer. But anyway, this match was like. Super lot of fun. What I actually really loved about this match was you and I had no clue who was winning on this because mm. it felt like both teams at so many points like had the match won. The near falls, I, I bought into I, every single one of them. It was a terrifically worked match. I think if I was to give a um, a huge, not a huge bit of criticism, but like so, like maybe a super ana um, analytical criticism, mm -hmm. something that you may be like, well, that's too nitpicky. I wouldn't have had this and the Minnesota Street Fight. Yes, totally agree. I totally agree with that. Because they're they're the same match. Yeah. And I don't think we needed the same match on this card. Yeah. Not on a 10-match card. No, no, absolutely not. 
Uh, and another spot worth talking about is Adam Cole had some toys. They were little knee pads with thumbtacks on. Yeah. They put them on. It took a while. <laughs> because, so when they did the shoe gimmick at, at All Out, it sort of worked. Yeah. But now you've got to put knee pads on. Three guys. Like, they were them. like, oh, yeah, we could put knee pads on. Really cool. Now, you can't, you have to sit down on your bum and and do it like if you're a child. And it, it did make them look like massive dogs. And, and also, it's got thumbtacks on. So you're like, uh... ow, ow, ouchie. And they did one move with it. it and then the they were off. Trigger, yeah. So, cool idea, but I don't know if uh, it was fully developed. The thumbtacks in the mouth were much better. Yes. They, they, they had a, the, the camel clutch spot with the, the kisses to Adam Cole. They put the thumbtacks into Jungle Boy's yeah. mouth and then did the kiss spot and then super kicked him with the thumbtacks in the mouth. Which was a really good spot, you're yeah. right. But this was a 22-minute match or something. That was in minute seven or something. <laughs> uh, in the end, though, Christian Cage is going to give... Cole? No, Matt Jackson, the concerto, but he gives Jungle Boy the chair. He wins. So Jungle Boy, big win there for him. Yeah. And we, all of us, you know, a lot of people in the chat as well, we're looking at being like, is Christian, Christian going to turn? Felt like it. Is Christian going to turn on Jungle Boy here? Because it was like, he was positioned like to be like, I'm now going to tackle you or hit a spear or something like that because you're trying to steal my spotlight, mm. kid. And maybe that's not, like, actually, Jungle Boy Christian Cage, a heel Christian? I could go for that. Yeah, I think that's probably the best thing for him. Like, because what is Cage doing? He's had the title shot. He's with the Jungle Lads. He's with the Jungle Lads, which, you know, that all came from it getting down to the final two in that Rumble match. Mm -hmm. And, Chris, you know, Jungle Boy beat him. Like, there's so much material there for Christian to go, no. Yeah. 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 and also, of course, we've talked about the super click. Cole Bucks lo- losing. Yeah. Maybe it could split them as well. I'm super excited. For, I mean, I'm excited for Dynamite most weeks anyway, mm. but like to find out the next chapter of the Elite and what that means, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, why wait for Dynamite on a Wednesday? Because we've got a Dynamite match for you right here. Why it's... was this on the pay-per-view? Cody. I, there is no good reason outside of, well, Cody needs to be on the card. That's... Was Cody on the all-out card? He wasn't, was he? But was he busy? Sometimes he's busy doing a show. Go home, big show. Yeah. Um, he, this, would, this did not need to be on the pay-per-view. This Cody Pack versus the baddies match. It did not need to be on the pay-per-view. The crowd crapped all over it. They, the, crowd were just ha- the crowd entertained themselves throughout this. By booing Cody, doing everything. As any time anyone else was doing anything, the crowd were like, wait, this is fun. Then Cody would tag in, boo! Boo, your rubbish, Cody. And it was this... We should have had Soho Statlander on the card. Yeah, so it wasn't a bad match. You know, in-ring work was great. You know, Andrade, Black, Pat. It's great. Four great wrestlers. Uh, Cody's fantastic. But yeah, the whatever story they were trying to tell didn't work because the crowd just booed Cody and actually it wasn't even that intense which which stood out to me more because sometimes they were just silent yeah just bored and, and it was a long match as well it felt, and it mm. felt way longer than it actually went and i think this did a lot of damage to the crowd because the match that came after this really really struggled to like get the crowd back on side 
And I think it was a massive misstep putting this this rampage main event on a pay per view. The the sort of story through it was Pack and Cody weren't coexisting. They were blind tagging each other in a bit. Uh, but then in the end, Black and Cody took each other out there and sort of fell into the front row. And then Pack won with a black arrow, which I was like, oh wow! I, of all the people to pick up a win here, I did not expect it to be Pack. So that that's a positive, at yeah, least. That, that is a positive. But then Cash Wheeler ran down and had attacked them a bit, and then that was it. There was also some infighting. No Dax. No, no Dax. There was also Maybe some was injured. infighting between Black and Andrade at one point. Like, they had a can-they-coexist moments. Mm. It was just a blind tag thing. Yeah, it was only the one bit. But you're but telling that story weird. with the other team. Yeah. This uh, this was sh- <laughs> I, I I thought this was really rubbish. I... It's difficult, isn't it? Because I enjoyed... I, I thought the match was good, but it did not work in the way they intended it. I more found it pointless. Mm-hmm. And that just frustrating to experience on a pay-per-view card. That's four hours long. Yes. Uh, now we're talking about it. Do you think Daxin is injured? You know, he didn't come out for this. Oh, run-in. and he wasn't in the finish. And he wasn't in the finish oh. for the FTR Lucha Bros. Match. I'll, I'll quickly go to Twitter machine and see if I can find out because they're doing like the um, Brian Alvarez will know. They're doing all of, like the um, media scrums and everything. Thing, yeah. um, are we going up against them? Damn, we are going up against them, which you know that that is pretty tough to beat. Um. Yeah, some real fans. <laughs> Let's have a look. Those here right now. Dax Harwood. You crack, you crack on, I'll have a look. Uh, after that was Britt Baker versus Ty Conti, which was... Uh, Britt Baker got a, a fuzzy guitarist doing her entrance. No one knew who this was. He was the fuzzy guy. Yeah, like, this guy comes uh, out to play guitar, and the crowd are like... Um, Oh man, some production guy in the back is getting like it. <laughs> Turns out it's actually really good guy. And then all of a sudden Excalibur's just like, it's John Knobface from <laughs> from Fuzzy. And I'm like, who cares? Apart from Chris Jericho, who could possibly care? Hmm. So here's what happened in the match, but skewered through me. So if you enjoyed the match and you really liked it, all the power to you. I'm not taking that away from you. But for me, I don't think this was a hot feud. I don't think Ty Conti is a believable challenger as much as I think she's great and promising and she's going to be awesome in the future. But right now for me, there's like six other women who are more legit contenders. And really, it's only a few um, who I would believe could dethrone Baker. So... I never believed in the match. This was the most predictable match on the card by a huge margin. The work was good. The you know there was nothing wrong with the match. Although actually, then there were a few bits where it was like, "What's happening here?" The match had to finish, and then went on for another six mm. minutes. Yeah, so structurally, it sort of felt a bit stretched out. I I can uh, speculate that the reason was they want. To they wanted to give Ty Conti loads and loads of stuff. Rebel was getting involved. Uh, Jamie Hader was getting involved. And great, yeah, like, definitely push new young talent. But for whatever reason, this one didn't connect with me. And I was just like, I feel like you're making Baker look a bit weak. Yeah. 
I feel like Baker should be quite easy, not easily beating someone on pay-per-view, but should be able to beat Ty Conti without all this interference. Yeah, I, 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 this didn't do it for me at all. Perhaps one of the issues that this match had and this build had is that every other big name that AEW has was in the TBS tournament. So, and Ty Conti wasn't. So it's like, well, I guess, you know, Ty Conti is the... I mean, they don't really announce Ty Conti the number one contender, I guess. But like, it's just... it. This was not a hot feud. No one in the crowd bought Ty Conti as you know, as the person to dethrone Baker. So that didn't help. The crowd, actually, credit where credit is due. Really tried. Really, really tried. They were so burnt by that Cody tag match. They were trying their darndest, but even they, th- you know, two and a bit hours into the show were just like, um, there's only so much I can mm. do. There's only so much I can chant, let's go, Conti, DMD. So they tried, but it didn't work. And it it goes back to what we've been saying every week on Dynamite in the lead up to this show. This is not the hot feud that they should be doing right now. We said this on the Dynamite review last Thursday. There was a tag match of Conti and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter or Rebel, whoever it was. The second that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker stood off, the crowd went ballistic. When Baker stood off with Conti, nothing. Mm-hmm. That tells you right there that that's not the feud you'll be doing. This other one, that's the feud you should be doing. And you go, oh, we'll do it next year, do it next year. The, the crowd are telling you they want it now. Mm-hmm. And you've got no one else. So maybe do that now. Yeah. I, I understand, like, holding it off a bit, but the match was in February. Yeah. You know, I think you can do it now. Uh, That's a great point, actually. Baker didn't win with the lockjaw either. So Ty didn't have the tap out, uh, just rolled her up in the end. So not, not, not a convincing win for Baker at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, it didn't it didn't do anything for Baker. Conti, you know, looked very good. Like she's really, really good. She's come on leaps the and bounds. Pump kicks. The pump kicks are so great. Like she's come on leaps and bounds. <clears throat> so that's a positive. I think its its position on the card was one death nail, and then everything else around it was just like oh, that was the final nail in the coffin. Was its position on the card. However, the next match just brought everyone back. Oh, alive holy heckins! The crap! Like you could feel. The atmosphere change. Eddie Kingston just walks down. Just walks down. Then he's he gets to the ring. He's like, not saying anything, just doing the bring it sign with his hands. And then CM Punk comes in. He's in shorts, which I thought looked pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer them to the tights. Yeah. I didn't mind the tights. I don't like you know. the tights. I just like punk. I am <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm now trunks or shorts, but I, I don't like tight punk. But CM Punk did not look at his watch. Didn't do the, the the dive into the crowd. He went straight down there, and he just went straight for Kingston. Oh my god, this was so gone. And and before the match, even like the the referee separated them, but whew, spinning back fist, Punk goes down, knocked out, sells it like he's knocked out, and Eddie is just like ah, ha, 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 smiling, this mad king. And it's just this story. Eddie is not there to win the match. He is there to beat the crap out of Punk and to prove to Punk. That he is Eddie Kingston. I don't know. What is he trying to prove? Well, we're trying to prove <laughs> he's the man. He, yeah, he's trying to prove that CM Punk is this narcissistic. That he deserves respect. Yeah, and like you know, CM Punk is this narcissistic slug, mm. and he is the razor blade. And it was just this match ruled. It was only eleven minutes, and it felt like 
four? Yeah. Five? They got a lot into this, and it was badass from the word go to the very end. I loved every single second of this. I, I'm quite curious to go back and look at our reactions. It's one of the you know, great things about doing live reactions. You get to take them. Mm. Our reaction to when he started doing the Cena shoulder blocks. Oh, my word. If you haven't seen this match, at one point, he started doing huh. the John Cena shoulder blocks, you know, the ones where he runs off the ropes and then picks him up and does the John Cena like back, you know, backdrop thing that he does and then raises his hand into the air. The crowd are booing, like they're going nuts for all of this. And he just looks and then turns and gives <clears throat> Kingston the finger. And like he was apparently saying in the post he's like, nah, I like to mess with the fans. Mm. Like, you know, I th- I, it's really, really fun. But like, I think like from a character standpoint, considering that that promo battle they had on rampage was built they, they've said it was built so much on the punk scene feud in 2011 it's completely intentional mm. that punk did oh, yeah. cena spots for that reaction to tell that story and it was so great absolutely excellent work and just punk's work in general here because punk since he's come back has been i am the veteran I will elevate you, young man. Oh, yeah, it's cool. You know, t- fun story to tell at the start. This is the meat. Yeah. I've, I've had the entrees now. Give me this meaty, meaty punk main course. And he was like throwing himself into the moves. He, he, like it was a level of violence that I, I've never really seen from punk. Well, definitely not in WWE. He cut himself. Yeah, he, he bladed. Yeah. And he was a great bleeder. Like it covered all his forehead. Um, Kingston, as soon as the second he smelt that blood, grabs it off his face, rubs it on mm. his own. Like Punk was, yeah, was incredible in this match. Kingston was superb in this match. Absolutely, like just magically brilliant. And there was a right at the end of this. So CM Punk wins after the second go to sleep. He wins, and then Punk goes to offer the handshake. And Kingston walks away. Which begs the question, did Kingston want to win? Didn't care. Well, he says that, but if he walks away that mad that he didn't win, yeah, maybe yeah. deep down inside, he was just telling himself, I don't care. Oh. I don't well, care. Well, of course, of course, of course, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if I win or lose. I just want to fight. But he did actually want to win. And him losing to the guy that called him a bum... The guy that disrespected him 15 years ago and he lost to him. What does that do to, mm. to a man's psyche? Yeah, brilliant. But it's not, you know, Punk himself has changed because just after that, he hit one GTS and he hit another GTS. But between them, Punk falls over. He can't go and make the cover. And this this like melancholy expression comes over his face. And it's like, this isn't a man who's, it's not fatigue. It's not anger. It's just like, I was wrong about this guy. Yeah, I was wrong about this guy. I mean, like, and I, I, I did this. I called him a bum. Maybe I am. Maybe I was a tosser yeah. back in the day. He was right, and he went. Like you said, he went to shake the hand. To, so, oh, so punk really yeah, did. You're right. Yeah, it was like a sign of respect to be like, dude, I'm. I genuinely. I was wrong. I was wrong, and you were right. You put up a hell of a fight. Like that was. Like Kingston's too much in his own head. He's oh. like, ah, screw you, man. Oh my god, I, I don't want this feud to end. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Excellent. And the final match we'll talk about, because we've done Paige Omega at the start, was American Top Team and uh, Best 
men, men of the year, not best friends, uh, versus the inner circle. It was it was Junior Dos Santos having the best time. <laughs> the big happy baby that <laughs> Junior Dos Santos is. He did a standing moonsault. I know, and landed like almost Brock Lesnar did himself. Hand, yeah. But he was just like, hey, do a move on me. And so people do a move on him. And then he kept like, you, do a move on me. Can I do a move on you? And then he would do a move. And he had a... The other lad, whose name I, I constantly forget. Andre. Andre, Andre Agassi. He, he was barely in this. He liked to uh, punch Jake Hager in the side. That's That was his main <laughs> contribution. They he would had, scuffle. He did less in this match than Dan Lambert did. Junior Dos Santos... <laughs> Lovely guy, terrible seller. Yeah. It felt like he was being tickled most of the time. <laughs> it's because he's a big, happy baby. He's a big, happy baby. Anyway, this was, it was a crazy match. Uh, it was a bit redundant, like he said, after the super click match, which was far better. Uh, this would have been a fun Rampage or Dynamite match, I thought. Yeah, completely agree with you. I don't think this needs to be on the pay-per-view outside of the fact that Jericho is on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I thought the the stuff between Jericho and Lambert at the end was fun. Actually, anything that Dan Lambert did in this match, I thought was was really really fun. Sammy did a massive dive off a ladder, but it was also like you know this is a Minneapolis street fight, and it starts off with lockups and tags. Yeah, people on the people on the aprons waiting to be tagged in, legally tagging each other in and out. Whoa, like it's it's gonna get rough and ready on the streets of Minneapolis. <laughs> Hold them tag ropes when I <laughs> slap your hand. And I thought they did that at the start so that Dan Lambert would be the... Because Dan Lambert was the last person to tag in. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, Dan Lambert is now the legal man while we go into all of the street fight shenanigans so no one else can be pinned. And then it's all down to Dan Lambert. But then everyone was just getting... Everyone was just pinning each other. Mm. So what was the point of the first like five or so minutes of this match other than Junior Dos Santos got to be the big happy baby and have the whale of a time doing a moonsault? Uh, there were a few great spots. Uh, so before this match was Baron Von... Uh, Baron Von Raschke. This Raschke. was awesome. He was shown in the crowd. He's a legend, old guy. He's the master of the claw. Ethan Page uh, shouts something at Jake Hager's wife, who's at ringside as of course, well. Of course she is. Yeah. Uh, and... The the claw came out and got him. <laughs> the claw, it, it moves. The, what I loved about it, so like they they set him up as Chekhov's Rashki, <laughs> like because he they like you know wrestling legend Baron von Rashki. He does the big like ah, yeah. like waits for his spot for his name to be called, and then does his big tour and everything. They're kind of like, oh, that's wonderful. Then that sets him up so he can like interfere in that match, and he grabs Ethan Page to do the claw. But he takes ages to do it. So Ethan Page spends the whole time going, no! <laughs> As the big goofy heel that he is. It was so silly and so fun. Then Santana threw him into the crowd, uh, Page that is, and did seem to wipe out a few fans. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I, you know, I hope, I hope they're all okay. But it looked like a few foots and faces. Anyway, Jericho got the win on Lambert because, of course, he did. Of course, he did. And a proper comeuppance for Lambert as well. Yeah. It wasn't just like a, a weak kendo stick shot to the gut or something. He got like he got a lot of moves done on him. Oh, and the the, the actual finish, sorry, was the 
was it the three amigos and then a frog splash? Yes. Yes. So yeah. and it felt it felt really, you know, it resonated when Jericho did it more, of course, because of his relationship with Eddie. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Junior Dos Santos was probably my favorite thing in this match. Yes. Big happy. I'm, he had fun. I'm Baron Von Rashke, yeah. But Junior Dos Santos had fun. And I think that was the point of all of this was for him to have fun. Yeah, just want to big it's his birthday it was it was like a sweet 16 and he had a lot of fun doing this and you know good good for him the final thing we'll talk about because it was the segment that came next before the main event tony shivani's on the stage and he announces jay lethal is all elite yeah right jay lethal comes out cuts a promo says thanks very much for having me I'll have a match with Sammy Guevara. Thank you very much. TNT title on Wednesday. Well, yeah, so like, I mean, I'd want to do it now, but he's just had a big match. So why don't we say Wednesday? It's almost like you forgot what day Dynamite was on because yeah. he's, you know, he's new here. Um, Ring of Honor, of course, has released everyone from their contracts. Tony Khan apparently has said in the media calls that there are no other plans or like he hasn't really got anyone else from the Ring of Honor side of things. I mean... If I'm you, Tony, there's a lot of women there. The good <laughs> Session Moth Martina is right there. Women. Joe Hendry is right there. Shane Taylor is right there. Um, uh, Frickin'. Oh, come on. Dan Helen? No. Jordan Grace is. Has, oh, Jonathan uh, Gresham. Jonathan Gresham. Put him He's in number team. one for me, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew he wasn't there because he, um, he was with uh, Jordan Grace. She uh, had her powerlifting thing. But anyway, like, so he comes out. He cuts this promo and everyone's like, oh, brilliant. Black Machismo, Jay Lee for this. Not as Black Machismo, but lovely to see, you know, Jay is, he, there was like a lot of allegations against him and things like that, but I've, I've always been a fan of Jay Lee and I, it was th- thrilling to see him there and get that reaction as well. Mm. So, yeah, looking forward to Wednesday. I, maybe he'll win the title. I wouldn't hate that, to be honest. I really mm. did, because you and I were talking about this in the live reaction. Sammy's, it was great seeing Sammy win the title, but because he's been stuck in this inner circle American top team feud, he hasn't done anything with the belt. So yeah, put it on lethal. Uh, Let's get into your Omega chats before we get out of here. Thank you very much for joining us right now and for sending so many in. Sean Blanford, I just got home from the show and there are a small handful of moments in my pro wrestling fandom where I felt true emotion like Hangman finally winning the big one. MJF versus Derby was match of the night, but Hangman winning was a moment of the year. Nick Corvello, Mods WrestleTalk podcast, I had to pull over to an entrance or exit at a hotel on my way home so I could respond to you, but yes, we all booed Cody in the theatre, even though I'm a Cody fan still. Oh, everyone... (laughs) Weren't even there live. Everyone boos Cody. Jordan Fliggle, member for three months, thank you. Just wanted to say, what a great pay-per-view. I love Kenny, my favourite wrestler, but so happy for Hangman. By the way, congrats, Luke, on being a -A D-A-D. That guy, Kerry. I legit thought Punk was going to hit the five-knuckle shuffle. I was going to lose my mind. Definitely popped me. Can't wait for Revolution. Me and my buddy are going to watch it in theatres. Sounds like a blast. Get some rest, lads. Hashtag Luke for chap. Hashtag DAD. Thank you so, so much. Um, yeah, like, uh, I thought there was a moment when you lifted him up for that second GTS where you were like, is he going to do an FU? Yeah. <laughs> Cassidy Delaney. 
Okay, Darby and MJF was match of the night, but all I care about is Jay Lethal. We can see Punk Lethal rekindle that feud they had when Jay was starting out in Ring of Honor. Never saw that, I did. Uh, never saw that, I did. Also, Kingston Punk gave me goosebumps and Tay looked great in her match, Future Champ. The bad one, Jam Beard. Wait, with Laurie being joint last place, does that mean there is a chance we finally might be getting a music video from El Fagador? Never thought I'd say this, but come on, Ollie. You've got to beat Laurie now. I mean, you are currently in a position to lose your third Wrestle League in a row. We only do four a year. The streak. <laughs> Mark Mayhew. I need all the people who say MJF can't wrestle and is just AEW's version of The Miz to kindly shut the friend up. <laughs> that match was awesome. Also, my Wi-Fi connection cut out right after Kenny's entrance. Same thing happened at All Out after Punk Screw You, EE. Oh no, that's bad timing. Uh, Kim and a cup. Congratulations, Luke Owen, DAD, for winning the full gear predictions. Free Ollie and be the next champ that champion. I'll uh, hot tag over. Um, Lakshinamam Narashimham B. What a show. Loved Punk versus Kingston, especially the five moves of Doom Tease. Loved Brian Miro. Didn't like the part that had Darby handing the board to the ref rather than sliding it out of the ring, but why are babyfaces mm. so stupid? That's a good point. Even with the seven-year gap, best Punk match since Punk Lesnar at SummerSlam 13. What a main event. Love that the Bucks were still selling the concerto in the nods towards Paige right before the finish. More importantly, the top rope was intact during the Buckshot. Zach uh, Guguire. Um, I was at Full Gear Live. Match of the night for me was MJF versus Derby. Popped hard for the headlock takeover mm. finish. Obvious moment of the night was Hangman winning the title. Sammy's spot off the ladder was insane. Punk's Cena spot was great yes. as well. Gregory Nelson, our moderator, who was also there, said, it's also a country music concert going on in uh, Minneapolis tonight, and a bunch of people were literally dressed as cowboys. <laughs> they got confused when a bunch of me and my friends started chanting, Cowboy S, Cowboy S. Austin Falco was at the show tonight, and it definitely felt long. Could have done without the street fight and the Cody match. I mean, he's written Cody matches, but mm. it felt like matches. <laughs> uh, felt like the main event would have been more special with a less tired crowd. But Hangman won in the end, so it's all good. Cowboy S-word. Alex Murray said, Was that Jericho's first match in Minnesota since Eddie's passing? I know he took breaks for various reasons. Also, that was the best wrestling event I've seen live. A lot of people who went to go see the show live are now. I'm watching it now. Yeah, watching us. Lord Jackson, regarding Sheeta Deep, I don't want just another 15, 10 to 15 minute match, except now on pay-per-view. I want that 30 minute plus Iron Woman 2 out of 3 falls 5 star main event match. Even dropping the Cody match, they wouldn't have had time to deliver their truest potential. But Lord Jackson, if you want a 30 minute match on TV, you're going to get ad breaks, which means you won't get a full 30 minute match. You'll get portions of that 30 minute match. You can have a 20 minute 5 star match. Absolutely, you can do. And we've got a few new members. Satan's little helper, Whoa. full damage. Thank Marco, who has uh, Juarez, maybe, and Gabriel D. We did it, guys. We did it. Oh, it's quarter to 7 a.m. Oh, it's a sleepy time for us, boys. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for all... Uh, and make a chat in as well. My brain's breaking. Okay, well, beer52.com forward slash rest talk. Go get yourselves 10 free craft beers on us. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but 10 free craft beer. Order them now because you may get them in time for uh, Survivor Series. And this is SummerSlam. Then Survivor Series this coming Sunday where I will be challenging Pete Quinnell for that jam, that championship. 
Click the link in the video description down below. Click the link that the cham uh, that the moderators are chatting in the spam now. <laughs> chatting in the spam. Chatting in the spam. Oh, I'm falling apart. I'm gonna go home and look after a kid. Um, tomorrow, what, what's happening tomorrow? Pete's doing a review. Pete's doing a review. There's gonna be Survivor Series uh, news and rumors up. Subscribe. Subscribe. Jam that jam, everybody. Jam that jam, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.